free for the remissions of our sins. God, without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sins. So we just thank you, God, that we were lost, God. But now that we're found through accepting Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior, God, we thank you for everything that you have done. We thank you for what you're doing in the midst of this room right now. God, we thank you that people's hearts are open and receptive to receive you on today, to receive your word on today, God. We thank you, God, that we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. We thank you for your plan of redemption. And God, we can say that we have been redeemed because you said, let the redeem of the Lord say so. The price have already been paid. So we thank you, God, that whom the son have set free, God is free indeed. So we thank you for our freedom, God. We thank you for our liberty, God. We thank you, God, for our right, God, to praise you, God, to lift you up, God. We thank you for everything that you have done for us. We thank you that you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God, we thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We thank you that we are above and not beneath. We thank you that we're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the fruit of our womb. Everything our hands touch is blessed. And God, we thank you, God, that the blessings of the Lord makes us rich. And adds no sorrow to it. God, we thank you that we are already the healed of the Lord. We thank you, God, for everything that you have given us, God. We thank you, God, that we will not forget none of your benefits, God. We thank you, Father God. We praise you, God, that you have forgiven all our iniquities. You have healed all our diseases, God. We thank you, Father God. We praise you in this place on today, God. We thank you that we can see. We thank you that we can hear. We thank you that we can walk. We thank you that we can talk. God, we thank you for the breath that's in our body. God, we don't thank you enough, God, for what you have done, not for what you're going to do, God. We give you glory on this morning, God. We give you honor this morning, God. We give you praise, God. We thank you, God, that we have the mind of Christ today. Let this mind be in us, which was also... In Christ Jesus. God, we thank you for overflow, God. We thank you for doing exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think. According to the power that works within us on this morning, God. We just thank you, you, God. You said, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. And God, we have breath in our bodies, so we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, God. You get the glory. You get the honor. You get the praise. Hallelujah. For it's not about us, God. It's all about you on this morning. Hallelujah. We humbly submit ourselves up under your mighty hand on this morning. And we shall, we will be exalted in due season. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 62. And let's invite the King of glory to come in. Amen. Hallelujah. He is the king of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms chapter 62. And we're going to read verses 1 through verses 8. And we're going to hear what the Lord has to say in this Psalms. And this is a Psalm of David. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you, 
as a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They have blessed with their mouth, but they curse inwardly, Salah. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, Salah. I want to talk about this morning, what are you expecting? What are you expecting? Last Sunday, we talked about there was no hesitation in God, meaning that God doesn't waver. He's not in doubt. He's not uncertain. He's not unwilling to do anything. So we have to know there is no hesitation. But God began to speak to me about expectation. He said, what are you expecting? When we look at the word expecting, it means it's a strong belief that something is going to happen or will happen. It's an anticipation about something. It's looking forward to something. I don't know about you guys, but when you're expecting something, I'll say this. I'm going to go to income tax. Some of us is expecting a refund and haven't even done the tax yet. So we get so happy and we get so excited about tax time, at least some of us. Some of us know we're not getting anything, so there's no expectancy. But when you're expecting something, before you even fill out your taxes, you're already making plans for what you're going to do with your money. Amen? You already making plans beforehand and that expectancy of looking forward of something happening of some money coming into your bank. You get so excited about that, right? Until you sit down with who's preparing your taxes. And they begin to go over everything and they begin to tell you about the stimulus checks. They begin to tell you what you sold or, or the cash that you have. You have to be open and honest with everything concerning your money. All of a sudden, the expectancy that you had becomes despondency. <laughs> you become in down and out. You don't have that joy no more. You don't have that excitement no more because you know you're not getting nothing. Do everybody understand expectancy? Or when a woman is pregnant with a child, she have an expectancy of that child coming forth in 10 months. That child is growing in her wounds, but all of a sudden something happened to that child and that woman don't have that expectancy no more. Or, you know, she go through the full term and she's happy that she has that boy, she has that girl. That's an expectancy. Men, you may have an expectancy with the hot rod you may have because you're going to beef it up. You're going to make it faster than it was before. And every time you talk about it, that expectancy make you so excited that you see yourself already in that hot rod. You see yourself racing, which you shouldn't, but you see yourself doing all of those things and it gives you an expectancy. It gives you an excitement and it helps you to wait until the mechanic or whoever you have to do the work, beef it up. Do everybody understand expectancy? Or you may have an expectancy, women with your husband, when you're expecting them to get something for you and you have talked to them about it for a long time and they told you, I'm going to get it for you, but they didn't say when. So you have an expectancy to receive that Louis Vuitton bag or, you know, that Brahmin or that coach or, or, or pair of nice shoes or sneakers. You have that expectancy. You already getting your stuff together. How are you going to make it look together? That's an expectancy, right? Or men, there's some other expectancies that you have. You may be lifting weights and you have an expectancy of being, what, what do you call it? Uh, tuned up. Is that what you called it? You have that expectancy. So you see yourself that way before it actually happened. Do anybody have an expectancy? We have an expectancy with certain things, certain people. We have an expectancy. 
Now the Lord began to talk to me about what are you expecting? Because just like David in this Psalms, David was going through some things. He had enemies. Everybody know if you read things dealing with David, he had enemies. And this is what brought forth these Psalms because he was pouring out his heart to God. But the first thing that David said, truly my soul waiteth upon God from him cometh my salvation. So when you got an expectancy, that means that you are not dependent on you. You are dependent on God. David said he was waiting on the Lord. And when you look at that word dealing with wait, it's a silence there. That's what that wait mean. He was waiting in silence, meaning that he was trusting God so much that David was not complaining. He was not, you know, coming back at God with anything because his trust was in God. So David was waiting. He said, my soul, his inward part of him was waiting in silence on the Lord. Why? Because he had an expectancy from God. While he was waiting on God, he began to say who God was. He is my rock, my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Look at this. I shall not be greatly moved. He had such an expectancy Dealing with God that David knew I'm not going to be moved by what's going on around me. Because I have an expectancy. What I'm going through is not going to move me. See, when you have an expectancy depending on God, whatever is going on around you, don't move you. I'm going to say it again. When your expectancy is in God, when you looking forward to God doing something in your life, when you looking forward to what God has done, pandemic don't move you. People don't move you because your expectancy is in God. That's why David say, truly my soul waiteth on the Lord. He was waiting on him because he said, he is my salvation, meaning he is my deliverance, meaning he is my victory, meaning he is my healer, meaning that he is my sure defense. He is my rock. He is my strong tower. So I have an expectancy in God. The problem with us, church, we're saying we're believing God, but there's no expectancy because we really don't trust God. When you got an expectancy, it don't matter what your enemies do. It don't matter what they say. It don't matter because your expectancy is in God. So you're not moved by them. David say, I am not moved. What have you been moved by this week, this morning? Because if your expectancy is in God, see, when we have an expectancy, we can wait because we know it belongs to us. When we have an expectancy, we know it's already ours. We don't care what people say because our dependency is on God. When God tell us, if I save you, I will save your house. You got an expectancy. You looking forward to your children being saved. You looking forward to your kinfolks being saved. Why? Because your expectancy is in what he said and not in what you see. I don't care how bad it look with your children. You go by what God said. So your expectancy is in him because he is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. So it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Your expectancy supposed to be in God. It don't matter what the job looked like. It don't matter what the money looked like. It's what God has said. So David spent so much time with God that he knew I'm not greatly moved by what's going on around me. He said, even the ones that speaking forth with their mouths and it looked like that they mean it. I know where their heart is, but I still have an expectancy for God. Our expectancy, what we look forward to have to be based on God, y'all, and not based on us. It have to be based on what he says and not on what we see. See, our expectancy cannot be in man. Our expectancy 
have to be in God. Even though man said it, the Bible says put no trust in man. You cannot trust man more than you trust God. See, David knew man cannot be trusted. I have to go in trusting God. I have to come out trusting God because he is God. Because he knows all things. So the Lord asked me, what are you expecting? Sometimes we sit down and things be coming before us. All kind of crazy thoughts be coming before us. And as I was sitting there, God said, what are you expecting? What are you looking forward to? What are you believing? So when I sat there, God took me through the word. He said, your expectancy have to be dependent on me and not on what you see. So no matter what you see, no matter what somebody say to you, I want to know what are you expecting? Now we can say, God, I believe, but your talk and your walk got to line up with what you believe because that's what you expect to happen. This is why some of us have not gotten what God has already promised. Because we don't have no expectation for it. When somebody asks you, are you here? Well, I hope I'm here. You ain't expecting healing. You hoping to be healed, that means you ain't trusting God. No, you don't hope. No, I know what God's word says. Even though my body is cutting up, even though I look tore up from the floor up, I expect what God said. This is what God said. Even though I look like what it looks like, that's not what God told me. This is what I expect because this is what the word has to say. But when you tell people, I hope, how are you feeling? Well, I hope I feel better in a few days. No, I'm expecting To rise up off of my bed of affliction. I'm expecting the pain in my body to be gone in Jesus name. I'm expecting what God said and not going on how my body feels. Well, you know, the doctor said, I'm expecting what the great physician told me. Well, you know, the doctor said, if you do this or do that. Well, let me ask you a question. What did the word say? If you can tell me more of what man say than what the world said, you expecting from man and not God. That's where you are. That's what you believe. That's who you trust in. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, God is so good because my grandfather, he would always say, I don't care what you said. He said, taint so because that ain't what the word say. He said he believed the word. And I was always wondering... Granddaddy, this is what they're saying. He said, no, this is what the word says. I'm going on what the word says, opposite to what they're saying, because I know my God. How well do we know him? When we truly know him, no matter what's looking at us or staring at us in our faces, we'll say, no, that's not what I'm expecting. That's what I see in the natural, but that's not what I'm expecting. Because that's not what God said. So God began to take me through the word dealing with expectation. And when you look in the word of God, when you see hope in the Greek, it is expectation. So this is why you have to look up your words to know what those words are saying unto you. Don't just read the Bible and take the Bible out of content. You have to go in there and know what it's saying in Greek because you will lead somebody wrong by words. So don't take the first thing you see and think that's what's being said. That's why you got to have some revelation. That's why you got to have some illumination. You have to know exactly what's being said. Go with me to God is the source of our expectations. First of all, what we got to know, God is the source of our expectations. We have to depend on him. Go with me to Romans 15 verse 13. Romans 15, verse 13, we have to know, first of all, that God is the source of our expectation. Romans 15, verse 13, I'm reading out the expanded Bible. I pray that the God who gives hope will fill you with much, all joy and peace, while you trust, because you trust, through your faith in him. Listen at this. I pray that the God who gives hope, he is the source of hope. That hope there is an expectation. I pray that God who gives expectation. God is the one that we depend on 
for what we're believing him for. That's what this verse is saying. What we believe God for, we do, what we're believing him for, he's the source of it. So we have to understand it all goes back to God. When we're looking forward to something, I'm looking forward to something because it's dependent on God and not on me. Whatever God's word says, that's what it is, no matter what it looked like, no matter what it appears to be, because he said all of his promises in who? In Christ is yes, and in him is amen. It is true. It is so. So God, whatever you're saying to me, even though everything looks out of whack, God, that's what it is. That's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm looking forward to. Even in the midst of tragedy, God, even in the midst of everything that's going on, I'm looking forward to what you said, God. I'm not going outside of it, God, because that's what you said. So it goes back to God is not man, that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it? Let's be real. What did he say? See, people want people to pray for him, but tell me what God said to you. Tell me how can we touch and agree? What are you standing on? What are you believing God for? What are you looking forward to? I can't touch and agree with you if we're not on one accord. How can two walk together unless they're agreed? We got so many people we go into and we're saying, pray for me. Okay, what, what, what do you want me to pray about? What are you standing on? What are you believing God for? What are you expecting him to do? Well, I don't know. I'm da, da, da. See, you ain't even in your word. You don't even have an expectancy. You're not even looking forward. The only thing you're looking forward to is for somebody doing the work for you. For somebody praying for you and standing on them and not really standing. It is time for us to take the word for what it is. God is our source of expectancy. But we have to depend on him. We have to believe in him. If he said it, he's going to do what he said. God's going to make it good. Why? Because God is not man that he should lie. God is not going to change his mind. God's word is forever settled in heaven. God said that his word ain't coming back void or empty. It's going out to accomplish that which he's pleased and prosper in the thing that he has sent it to do. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word is going to do what? It's going to remain. It's going to stand forever. So who wouldn't want to stand on what God says? The problem is we don't spend enough time with God to trust God. Whomever or whatever you spend more time with, that's what you're looking forward to. That's whom you're depending on. If they said it, you're going to believe it because you trust in them. And then when they don't do what they said, you're disappointed. But guess what? You go back to trusting them again. Come on, if you got a man that don't know how to manage money in a household and you trust in him to manage money and he's messing up the money, then he come back and say, I'm going to do better next time. Now you're bankrupt because you trust in him. You're looking forward to what he's doing. You have to look forward to what God has already done. When you know what God have already done, that's what you look forward to. That's what an expectancy is. It's a strong belief that something is going to happen and nobody can change your mind. That's where David was. David knew he was in the midst of trouble. He knew things didn't look like they should look, but his trust was in God. And this is Romans 15, 13 is saying that God is our source. It's going on at the end of it said, then your hope will overflow by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get into that more, but Colossians 127 says, Christ in you, the hope of your glory. So see, he's the source of your expectations. That's what that hope is. It is the source of what you're hoping for. He's the hope of your glory. He's being revealed. He's being manifest through you. Christ in you, the hope of your glory, the hope of your expectation. Now, one thing that we need to know is God is the source, but we have to know that The word of God gives us expectation. It is the word that gives us the expectation. I don't know about you, but when I'm reading the word of God and God, the Holy Spirit will illuminate a passage of scripture. All of a sudden I get some expectation. 
I begin to look forward to what the word is saying. Why? Because if you're seeking God while he can be found and you got something weighing you down on your heart, when you begin to read the word of God and it's illuminated, it's opened up for you, all of a sudden you have an expectation. You have something to look forward to. God, this is what you're saying. All of a sudden, the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. All of a sudden, you have peace. You have the peace like you never had before. Why? Because the word is giving you some expectation. See, that's why the enemy don't want you in the word. Because when you get in the word, you got something to look forward to. Come on, when the bills begin to pile up and you begin to go in the book of Philippians and the Bible said that my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. In Christ Jesus, no matter who you owe, the Bible said, oh, no man, nothing but to love him. I got some expectation. I got something to look forward to. Even though I owe them, I know they're going to be paid because the Bible said, oh, no man, nothing but to love them. Even though the bills are piling up, I am going to be debt free because God is going to supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Why? Because I'm in alignment with his word. He said, give and it shall be given unto me. So just as I have given into peace. Guess what? It's going to be given into my debt. Why? I got something to look forward to. What are you looking forward to? What are you expecting? You can be expecting good or you can be expecting bad. The first thing that we expect when somebody tell us about somebody that has COVID or somebody that have this, we expect bad. Well, you know what they said. If they own the ventilator, they're just as good as dead. So we look for them to die. We wait for the telephone to ring to let us know that they're gone. They're dead. Because we have heard this on the news. We have heard all of these things. So our expectancy is death. And I have to say something so funny. The Lord is bringing this back to my remembrance. Sister Denise, you remember when I stood up here on this pulpit with your uncle? I told people to pray for you because your uncle was dead because you told me your uncle died. Because they told you he was dead, right? That man is just as much as living as you living and sitting in that seat. They had an expectancy for him to die. That wasn't good. But the daughter had an expectancy that I'm not taking him off of nothing because he's going to live. Is he still living? See, some of the family had an expectancy because of what they heard that he was dead. So Sister Denise got the report he was dead. So I'm up here on the pool said, pray for Sister Denise's family. Her uncle just passed. But the daughter didn't do what some people wanted her to do. Because she was looking forward to. Her dad is already the heel. See, when you, come on somebody, when you're in your word and you have a connection with God, who is man that you should be mindful? That's why you can't hang around carnally minded Christians. That's what I'm saying. A fleshly minded Christian who goes on what man say and it don't spend time with God. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So I look forward to be spiritually minded on a daily basis. I look forward to having the mind of Christ. I look forward to letting this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. That means I look forward to my attitude being like his. That's what that means. The way I do is the way he do. The way I talk is the way he talk. I look forward to that. That song to say, I want to be more and more like him. I want to walk like him. I want to talk like him. I want to be more and more like Jesus. Come on, the more you get into the word, the more they see him and not see you. Because your life is hidden in Christ. It's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives in you. 
The life that you used to live in the flesh. You don't live that life no more according to the flesh. You live according to the spirit. Y'all, I look forward to rising up every morning, getting my cup of hot tea and sitting before the Lord to know what God has. Oh, I look forward to that. That's the best part of my day. Get before him and saying, speak, Lord, your servant hear you. What you want me to do today? I look forward to that. I have an expectancy that God has something he want to say to me today. You got to look forward to what God has to say. Do you look forward to rising up and hearing his voice? Come on, who look forward to rising up and hearing what God has to say? Let's be honest. Some of us don't look forward to that. Mm -mm. No. Because if you look forward to it, you'll be doing it. You will take the time. Even though you look like you're going to run late for work. God, I'm going to take a second just to stand still and say, thank you, Lord. Come on. I'm just going to take a few minutes to tell you how much I love you because you first love me. God, I'm just going to take a few minutes to give you some praise because I know what you've done for me and you didn't have to do it. I look forward to giving you thanks. I look forward to giving you praise. I look forward to worshiping you because you're God and God all by yourself. God, I look forward because my life is dependent on you. And not upon me. Ask your neighbor. So what are you looking forward to? Some crunch and munch? Come on. Some of us look forward to food. Before we get to the restaurant. We tasting it already. Come on. We have an expectancy that that food going to be good. Because our stomachs are growling. Come on. What are you expecting? Some of us look forward to getting on Facebook. To be nosy. Social media, we have an expectancy. We, we just get so joyful when we can open up Facebook and get into somebody's business. We look forward to posting something on Facebook, a new look. We look forward, we got an expectancy to get a lot of hits, but when you don't get a lot of hits because you lost weight, now you're down and out. Nobody didn't hit you up. Come on, we want people to tell us how good we look or what we have accomplished. You should look forward to what God say outside of what people say. That's rejection. People don't need to know all your business. People don't need to know when you got up, when you stopped to get this or when you stopped to get that or when you stopped to the emergency room and when you laying down. People don't need to know all your business. That's rejection. People look forward to being rejected. Because that's what Facebook is. Rejection. People want people to see them. We got to look forward to the things of God. What God has already said. We can trust that y'all. We can lean and depend on the word. Because the word is true. The word is not going to change. No matter how you change. The word don't change. So the word gives us expectation. Look at Romans 15, 4. The word of God gives us that expectation. It says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. The scriptures gives us patience, endurance, and encouragement so that we can have expectation, hope. Let me say it again. For everything that was written, I'm reading out the expanded Bible. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. The scriptures gives us patience, endurance, encouragement so that we can have hope. That means expectation. It comes through the word of God. If you want to have something to look forward to, read your Bible. It will not change. What's written is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Y'all, I have learned 
things that we look at so much is what we're longing for. It's what we're looking forward to. It's what we're uh, having a strong belief in. I guarantee if you turn away from that thing, give yourself seven days, don't look at it. Then it's not a strong belief no more. It's not a looking forward to no more. All of a sudden it leaves you because you're saying, well, that's not for me. But the more you stare at something day by day by day, the more you're expecting to have what you're staring at. Things that you have never seen, things that you never heard, it's things that you never expect. But when you begin to talk to people that have had symptoms of different things, you never expected that sickness until you heard the symptoms. Now you're going back and saying, well, my body was feeling that way. Well, maybe it's me. So now you have an expectancy of COVID-19. When I remember when somebody sneezed, when somebody had a sore throat, or when somebody coughed, it wasn't COVID-19. It was just a cold. So nobody was expecting COVID-19, right? But when they said, look out for these symptoms, now you're expecting to come down with something that they said. Hello? But when you don't pay attention to those symptoms, but you live a normal life. Now, common sense tell you if you got a fever or if you got this, that, or the other, you're not going to be all up in everybody's face. Hello, somebody. That's common sense. But now, since man is telling you this is what you're looking forward to, that's what you're looking forward to, and that's what you're looking to have. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. Things that you don't know about, you don't think about, so they don't come upon you. Hello? The more you think on something, the more that thing begins to manifest out of nowhere. Because your body reacts based on how you think. This is why you can't have people in your house that's currently minded and all they're thinking is death. Because as they think death, your house becomes death. But you have to counter-react that with life and say, no, this is what I'm looking forward to. This is what the word of God says. And this is how I react concerning what God is saying. So what are you looking forward to? So the word helps you to be encouraged. The word helps you to be patient. The word of God helps you to wait on the Lord. Why? Because you got people in the past, like David, like Elijah, like Samuel, these prophets, different people in the past, like Esther. They give us encouragement. They give us patience. They give us something to look forward to. That's why the enemy does not want you to go into the word of life because he knows that's when change comes. Hear me, y'all, today. You cannot just get saved and not read your Bible. You cannot just live off of, hey, how are you doing? Do you, oh, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy, and don't even know no scripture. The only thing you know is what you learned in Sunday school. God is love. You know about Adam and Eve, you know about the boat, you know about Moses. But what revelation have you got off of God is love? What revelation have you got off Moses built the ark? What revelation, what understanding have you got? It's more than just memorizing scripture. It's allowing that scripture to get in you to take root so you can live according to what you've been reading. It's the lifestyle, y'all. You just don't get saved and close the good book. We got a lot of church folks. Come in church and just look. Don't remember nothing that was said. Some people. Then they go home and watch as the stomach turns. All this stuff on the the tube. And then they begin to tell people, did you see so-and-so? Tell them everything. Don't miss a beat. Then you try to bring correction and say, no, no, they ain't what they, they, ain't what they said. Who are they? Are they God? Somebody's giving you what the word is saying and you telling them this is what man, you, you don't know him. So we got to, we got to back up off of you. We got to pray for you. 
Because that's what you looking forward to is what they're saying. You waiting on it to happen. Y'all, this is why you see so much of this pandemic. We got church folks waiting for it to happen. We got church folks looking forward to people getting some. We got church folks talking negative instead of talking what the word of God is saying. So the word of God is what gives you your expectation. If you're not in the word, you don't have nothing to look forward to. The enemy knows that. Let's look at Paul. Go with me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 27, verses 18 through 20. This is when Paul was on the ship. And he was going um, to be tried. Acts 27, 18 through 20. And this is what was happening while they were on that ship. And we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. This is what they were doing to try to, you know, not die. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And verse 20 said, and when neither sun nor stars, y'all know it was no sun, no stars, so y'all know it was black, right? And many days appeared. That was a long time. And no small tempest laid on us. All hope, that's expectation, that we should be saved was then taken away. Can y'all agree with that? If you're in the midst of, a, uh, of the sea and it's dark and the wind is just blowing, everything is just going crazy, you can't see nothing. Would your hope be taken away? Would your expectation be taken away? Would you just say, you know, I'm just going to go see my maker? All their hope was gone because they were in the midst of a situation. How many of us have been in the midst of a situation and it didn't look good? So we just gave up. But let me tell you about Paul. Go down to verse 22. But even now, this is what he was saying. I beg you to be in good spirits and take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night there stood by my side an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve and worship. And he said, do not be frightened. Paul, it is necessary for you to stand before Caesar and behold, God has given you all those who are sailing with you. Listen to what he said in 25. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith Complete confidence in God that it would be exactly as it was told to me. Even in the midst of what was going on, Paul had confidence in God. He had faith in God. He was believing in God. His expectations, his looking forward to was what God said and not what was in the midst of him. And that's how we should be. It took the word of God for Paul to be that way. Because the word was delivered to him. So he was hanging on to the word. He was not hanging on to what he was seeing. And that's what we got to hang on to. We have to hang on to the word to say, God, this is what your word says. And this is what I'm going to believe. Then we look at another scripture. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. I love this verse of scripture. When we trust God, we have confidence in God. And this scripture says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we have the petition, the request that we asked of him. See, the more time you spend with God, you have confidence in God. You begin to believe God. You begin to say, God, this is what you're saying. This is what I'm going to believe. And you don't have a problem going to God with assurance because you know if you are asking according to his word, God is going to honor his word. And that's what he's going to do. So we look at another scripture. I'm just giving you a lot of scriptures in Acts 3 verse 5. This was when the lame man was, you know, looking for some alms. In Acts 3, 5, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Look at this man. He was laid at that gate. He had an expectancy that people are going to give me what I need. He had that expectancy. We have been in the same predicament even with this lame man. We have an expectancy that a person is going to give us what we need. But guess what? It turned 
on him, did it not? What he thought he needed, he didn't get. God had another plan. So this is why we have to line up with God's word and not line up with our feelings. What we feel like we need. Come on, y'all. We get happy. We get happy when it comes to cars, when it comes to material things, when it comes to houses, when it comes to anything outside of this word. We get happy. We have an expectancy. We look forward to it. But how many know it wears off after you get it? You don't want to drive the car no more. You don't want to carry the pocketbook no more with confidence. It's old. Now let's move on to something else. See, we're always trying to move on to something else because that gets old. How about this, y'all? Styles. People have different styles. Now, you can't wear that. That That was in the 90s. Who come up with that? Your style is your style. You can dress how you want, when you want. It ain't based on how nobody else dress. If I want to wear mixed Mitch Mac shoes, that's my style. I don't have to go on their style. If I want a hole in my shoe, that's my style. And I guarantee you somebody have a hole in their shoe because I'm wearing it with the glory of God. Come on, the style you come up with is your style. Quit looking at everybody else's style. Everything don't look good on you that look good on them. Skinny jeans, right, Jeremy? Don't look good. On everybody. Everybody's bodies are built different. Some people wobbling like a duck because they're trying to tighten up stuff. Wear what you can wear and quit wearing what everybody else wear. Look forward to who God has created you to be. Look forward to being fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Look forward to looking good outside of how people look. Because you're wearing his glory. Christ in you the hope of glory. The more you get into the word, the more you have confidence in him and not confidence in what everybody else is doing. Because let me tell you something. People are doing some weird stuff. And they got folks doing weird stuff with them. Come on, when you get a certain age, you ain't going to be wearing what everybody else wear. You can't. You ain't going to be looking like them youngsters look. You way up in your 70s and you're trying to look 16. Come on, you ain't 16 no more. Everything cracking. You can't do what everybody else do. You got to be who God created you to be. Come up with the way God wants you to be. Quit trying to be like somebody else. People quit telling people to do something that's outside of them. You got to know where they are. Not where you want them to be. Because some things that look good on you. Don't look good on them. Can I get an amen? Amen. So what are you looking forward to? See, this is why we have to stay in the word of God so we'll have confidence in the way God created us to be. The more you look at somebody else, you're looking forward to their look. That's not your look. You want to be how God wants you to be. The more you hang around people that think they're bigger than God, you're going to act like those people. Because you want what they want. No, you want what God wants you to have. You want to be what God wants you to be. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't be patterned, molded into this world. But be ye transformed, changed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know what the perfect will of God is. You will prove you will know what it is for your life. God has created created all of us, but he has created us differently. Different shapes, different colors. Some people are so, how can I put it, don't like the color of their skin. They're trying to bleach it. Yeah. So, so many people don't want to be dark. They want to be light. Be whom God has created you be. But the problem with those people is we have people telling them they're too dark. No, they ain't too dark. They're who God want them to be. We're telling people you need to do this for your skin. You need to do that. So that's making them feel rejected. That's making them feel like, you know, I'm the least. That's making them feel like an ugly duckling. Or men, quit telling your wives you too big and you look like a boat yourself. You need to lose weight, but what do I see? You know why men do women like that? Because they ain't satisfied even with themselves. So they're trying to throw that off on somebody else. 
I don't want a big woman. I want a little woman. No, you want what God wants you to have. If they're big as a house, take them. Because the little one you got is a controlling Jezebel. You better know what you got. That's why you got to know what the word of God says. Quit hanging around friends trying to pick and choose for you who you need to be with. That's not their choice. God already know whom you need to be with. That's why you need to get into the word so you will know for yourself. Quit comparing comparing yourselves amongst yourself. The Bible says it's not wise. The more you stay into the word of God, you ain't trying to be what somebody else is. You're satisfied with you. Because one thing I have learned, if a person is never satisfied, they never will be until they know who they are. I don't care if they lose enough weight, they still ain't satisfied. Now their face too wrinkled. Now they want to go have plastic surgery. You'll never be satisfied. Your contentment, your completeness is in him, not in you. Everybody want to look good, but everything that you do don't look good. Sometimes people are afraid to tell you, baby, that may be them, but that ain't you. That's not who you are. Be honest with people. Don't lie to people. How this look? I'm going to be honest with you. You need to go home and take that off. That's a loving friend. That, that, that don't become you. I'm just being honest. Whoever told you that became you, they lied. My friend, your friend lied. Come on, you got to be honest with folk. This is why people are going through. Because people are lying to them and they got them out there looking toe up from the floor up instead of telling them the truth. No, that don't fit your head. That hat too little for your head. Come on, this is true. But y'all sit up here and tell them, yeah, ma'am, yeah, man, that look good. You're a liar and the truth ain't in you. Well, how can I tell them that? Oh, you need to get in the word. You need to be honest with people. God is about truth, y'all. So they can look forward to what God is saying and not what the world is saying. The world always put people in categories. This is why people are committing suicide. There's somebody that did commit suicide and people could not believe they committed suicide. The reason why they committed suicide is because they didn't have nothing else to look forward to. They had already won all of these things. They couldn't go back and they were getting older so they couldn't look forward to nothing else. Those suicidal thoughts that they had bought them death. The older people get, they feel like they ain't got nothing to look forward to because the things that they used to have, they don't have it no more. They got to keep keeping their body a certain way to look like they used to look instead of enjoying the life that God has given them. They don't have no expectancy when it comes to the things of God. They have an expectancy when it comes to the things of the world. You got to look forward to what God has to say, not what's sitting in front of you. Some things scare you that's in front of you. I don't know about you, but some things I hear, it just sometimes, it may knock me off my feet, but I don't stay down long because I say, God, that ain't what you said. That's not how you want it to be, God. That's not what you have for me. You told me, God. That the plans you have for me is for good and not evil. Giving me an expected, what? A hope and a future. God, that's not what you said. Even though it looked that way, that's not what you told me. So you got to get bold with it. You got to have comfort. God, that's not what you told me about my children. That's not what you told me about my husband. That's not what you told me about my job. I have an expectancy while I'm here. And I expect to get what you said. Matter of fact, I already have it. So you got to have that expectancy. I like this man, and we talk about him all the time, Abraham, who against hope didn't look like it was hopeful. It says, who against hope believed in hope. He had an expectancy that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall your seed be, Romans 4.18. Abraham, it didn't look good. It didn't. Both of them were old. But he didn't go on that. He went on what God said. He had an expectancy. He was looking forward to Isaac. 
He was looking forward to what was spoken. It took 25 years, but it came to pass. It was already done before it was even spoken. But God began to decree and declare a thing. And it began to be established, y'all. The moment that you open your mouth and you begin to decree and declare what God says, it is being established. Why? Because he said, my word is not coming back to me empty. It's going to go out and accomplish that which I please. So what are you expecting? What are you looking forward to? Regardless of what people say, say, no, that's not what God say about them. God said they've been accepted in his, in, in the beloved. They've been adopted by him. They've been forgiven. They've been chosen. This is what God said. He didn't only say it for us. He said it for them as well. They just haven't arrived yet, but somebody got to be a voice. Somebody got to speak for them in spite of what they're doing and how they're doing it. We got to speak forth the word. Yeah, it may look like that they're going the wrong way. But God making every crooked place great. God is going to instruct them. He's going to teach them. He's going to counsel them. God is right there for them. He said he'll never leave them, nor shall he forsake them. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But what do we look forward to? What people say. We hang tight to what people say. Because people say, watch, 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 watch what's happening. That's witchcraft. If the word didn't say it, I ain't watching for it. That's why Habakkuk, he had to sit there and he had to watch and he had to wait. He was waiting patiently to hear what God had to say because he knew God had an answer. You can't go on your feelings. It may feel good to do something today, but tomorrow it might be not the same feeling. It's based on how you're thinking about that thing. If you're building yourself up in that thing, guess what? You're going to be excited about that thing. But if you have not an expectancy for it, it dies out. Look at Romans 12, 12. This is what we do when we have an expectancy for what God is doing. We rejoice in him. Romans 12, 12. Be joyful because you have hope. Did y'all hear that? Be joyful because you have an expectation. Rejoice in hope. Be patient, endure when trouble come and suffering and tribulation and pray at all times faithfully with persistence and perseverance. I'm going to read that again. Be joyful because you have hope. Is that not what the word is saying? Tell me, y'all, do you feel joyful when you're going through? No. But the word is telling you be joyful. God is giving you joy. It's the fruit of the spirit. He said, be joyful, begin to rejoice in him because you have an expectancy of what he says. Rejoice in hope, be patient, endure when trouble comes and suffering and tribulation and pray at all times faithfully with persistence and perseverance. That's the word. And Colossians 2, 7 says, keep your roots deep in him and have your lives build on him. Let me read it again. Keep your roots deep in him and have your lives built on him be strong establish in the faith just as you were taught and always be thankful abounding overflowing with gratitude so we have to rejoice even in the midst of tribulation even in the midst of persecution why because we have something to look forward to based on what the word of god is saying unto us this is why the word says in hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now your faith is what helps you. Your belief in God is what helps you to look forward to what you're getting from God. It's the guarantee. It's the title deed. That's what faith does. Faith helps you to endure. Faith helps you to be patient. Faith helps you to have that expectation. Why? Because your belief is in God and is not in you. We are saying we believe God, but we have no expectation for what we believe in God for. We're saying, God, I trust you, but we're not looking forward to what we're trusting God for. We're just hoping. There's a different kind of expectation and a different kind of hope. I hope that happens. No, that's not what we do when we're in God. This is what God says and this is what I expect. So I'm going to rejoice in the midst of my tribulation. 
How can you rejoice? Because the word of God tells me to. And I'm honoring what God's word said. Even though I don't feel like rejoicing, God is not man that he should lie. This is what God is saying. This is what I'm going to do. I don't like being on this job, but I'm going to rejoice because I've got an expectation for where God is taking me. This is just where I'm sitting right now, but God is preparing me for where I'm going. So I'm going to give God some glory. I'm going to give him some honor. I have an expectancy to know that this is not where I'm going to be at all times. See, but what we do is we hope. No, you got to look forward to what God has said. You got to build yourself up in him. You got to build yourself up in the word of God and say, God, this is what your word is saying. So I have an expectancy for it. We are missing the expectancy. We say we believe, but we are missing the expectancy. We go back to Acts, the 16th chapter. You remember the lady that had the spirit of divination. She followed Paul for a long time, and Paul ended up casting out that spirit of divination. He spoke to the spirit, not to the woman. After he did that, that her master... The one that she was working for, he knew he was losing money. He had a hope, he had an expectancy based on this lady to gain money. When he found out that that spirit was cast out, that lady wasn't doing that stuff for him no more, they end up lying on Paul now. They end up putting them in prison, didn't they? They end up beating them. But Paul and them had an expectancy for the gospel. They expected God to move in the midst of their situation. This is why they begin to pray. They begin to praise God. And the Bible say, oh, suddenly. See what they were looking forward to? It suddenly happened. What are you looking forward to? Do you have an expectancy that what God spoke to you 10 years ago, it is still true. I have an expectancy that if God said it, God has already done it and it is so. What are you expecting? Are you expecting good or are you expecting bad? Some of us are expecting bad all the time. The only time we look at good is when man say it's good. Everything that man say ain't good. Man can only go on their knowledge. We have to go on what the word of God tell us to do. And I'm going to tell you something, God. Y'all, we can look forward to it. Because it's God's word. And God's word is true. And it's outside of man's word. Quit trying to mix the world with the word. You can't mix that. The word is what it is. Quit trying to put the world in the word of God. We are in a fallen world, but we don't do and live like the world live. We may work amongst them, but Christ is in us, the hope of glory. So we have an expectation for God to move even in the midst of where we are. Every day you go to work, you should have an expectancy that God is going to do something in the midst of the people you around. You should be expecting God to move. God, I expect the lame to walk. I expect the blind to see. I expect the deaf to hear. I expect to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. God, I expect to do what your word says need to be done today. I expect God. The labors to be sent out today because the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. God, I expect this because your word says it. I look forward to it because your word says it. I expect God to speak a word in somebody's life. That change will come. I look forward to that, God. I expect the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation in my life. I expect the fruit of the Spirit to be in operation in my life. God, I expect. I look forward to these things more than I look forward to other things. Everywhere I go, God, I expect your glory to be revealed. God, I expect these things. I look forward to these things. When I lay down, I expect them. When I rise up, I expect them. God, in the middle of the day, I expect them. Because you are God. I have an expectancy for the good news, the gospel of the kingdom, to be proclaimed, God, to the nations. I have an expectancy. So I'm going to ask you, what are you expecting? What are you looking forward to? Is it according to the word or is it according to the world? We have to line up, church, and our expectancy has to come into alignment with what we believe. Do not say you believe in something and you don't have an expectancy for it. 
that means you don't believe it because you got to be expecting what you believe. You got to be looking forward to it and you can't be like a windshield wiper. Windshield wiper go back and forth. Well, today I'm healed. Tomorrow I don't feel healed. Well, today I'm prosperous. Tomorrow I'm broke, y'all. Well, today I'm going to go minister the gospel. Tomorrow, I don't feel like it, y'all. We can't go on that. We have to build ourselves up in the word. And y'all, it takes time. The more you in the word of God, the more you know how to study to be quiet. The more you in the word of God, the less offended you will be. The more you in the word of God, the more of the love of God you will show to your neighbor. We know who's there and who's not. Because guess what? You can say it with your mouth, but your heart will be far from it. You can say you sorry all day long, but you, you know where your heart is. You're not sorry. Just tell them, say, no, I'm not sorry, and I might do it again. So pray I get in my word. Just as simple as that. Tell the truth. Tell your husbands. Women, tell your husband. I am sorry, honey. But I can't promise you it won't happen again. Just give me enough time to stay in the word of God. Period, Pooh. So I pray that y'all got something out of this word today. That will help you to know that faith and expectancy, patience and all that is linked together. If you believe in God, you got to have an expectancy for what you believe in. Because your dependency is on him and not on you and there will be some rejoicing in that and it won't be no mumbling and complaining and trying to get people to look at you instead of looking unto him amen come on and give God a hand clap of praise hallelujah for all he has done and do we have